this is Liz and welcome to my podcast, Spiritually Speaking with Liz. So today is very exciting. We're on an outside broadcast in the lovely home of Alana Bourne Atten. So I've known Alana a few years now through the shop and Alana is a spiritual life coach. And the reason why I've got her here today is to talk about her soul plan readings. But first of all, Alana, welcome. Thank you very much, Liz. Thank you for joining me. So first of all, would you tell me what a spiritual life coach is and your soul transformation therapies? What does that mean? Mm, I certainly will. Yes. So spiritual life coaching differs from regular life coaching in that somebody would come to see a spiritual life coach if they saw the world through their spiritual eye, as it were. So when we do spiritual life coaching, we are helping people to unblock and unpick issues that they have in their lives and trying to get them some direction and setting goals etc but we talk a lot about their soul's journey in this lifetime so we use that kind of language quite a lot and somebody would come to a spiritual life coach because they think that way it resonates with them and they're as interested in their soul journey as they are their human journey it presupposes an understanding and an openness to reincarnation and our various lifetimes that we have on this earth. But it does become very relevant to this lifetime throughout the process, but it's just taking an approach to life from a slightly different perspective. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, 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 that was a lot more than I was expecting, to be honest, very well explained. Mm. So tell me, first of all, I'd like to, one, I'd like to know about your previous life, as mm. it were, who were you before you got into this mm-hmm. and what led you into this so whatever way you want to bring yeah that across. okay so I've had various different uh, incarnations in this one incarnation so <laughs> lots of different roles in life but I suppose the main influencing factor in why I've become a spiritual life coach is that regardless of what I've been doing and what paths my life has taken me down this time round I have been extremely preoccupied with getting an understanding of what it is to be human uh, from a spiritual perspective. It's been an intrigue of mine for as long as I can remember. And my entire adult life has been a real quest to understand that. So absorbing spiritual teachings, experimenting with different spiritual organizations and groups, you know, gurus and spiritual leaders and just asking lots of questions always asking questions and always wanting to find meaning and purpose and there is always meaning and purpose to be found I'm absolutely sure of that so my whole adult life was spent absorbing all this information and I got to a point of realizing that it couldn't possibly be just for my own personal interest which was lovely I mean if it had been that's fine but I really felt there was another reason why I had this passion. And now that I do what I do, I realize that whenever you have a passion, there is a reason for it. And there's a greater reason beyond yourself. So I decided I needed to put some uh, framework and some shape to it and decided to go and do a spiritual life coaching course. And actually, I hadn't really anticipated becoming a spiritual life coach. I just wanted some kind of framework to bring together all the information that I had gathered mm-hmm. and maybe sort of to validate it and to investigate and query it further. Anyway, I then came across, I'd also had that validated by various sort of psychics that I'd come across. Not that I had been asking the question, but a lot of people had said, you need to be doing this sort 
sort of work. I then went and found a beautiful course through the Holistic Healing College in London called Spiritual Life Coaching. And it had various modules, most of which I recognized by name, thought they all made sense. I, they, I anticipated many of these things within it. But actually, the course was full of surprises. The first module was Soul Plan Readings. And I had okay. absolutely no idea what that was. No idea. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. No, nor I. And not many people have, actually. Soul Plans... You know, soul plan readings have only been around for about 30 years, so it is a relatively new practice. So, first module, open mind, let's see what this is all about. And it just completely blew me away. Uh, and we then went on and subsequently studied other modules. So I now have this incredible toolkit of helping people to understand their life, their purpose, why stuff happens, and uh, what they can do to overcome the challenges. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, it's exciting, yeah. No, it really is. And I, I didn't realize that I thought it was a separate course that you'd done, I didn't realize it was, it was part, part of spiritual of... life coaching, yeah. First module, yeah, okay. yeah. So, soul plan readings are similar in many ways to numerology, for example. So, numerologists will use your date and time of birth, they'll use the numbers that influence this, this lifetime. Whereas the soul plan reading will use the spelling of your name. And the understanding is that the order of the letters in your name are very influential in the tapestry of the life that you have here. And I mean, it's, there's much bigger concept behind all of that. But it is it presupposes an understanding and an acceptance that each time your soul chooses to reincarnate, which it does, each time it chooses to reincarnate, it's doing so in order to learn and grow. And because human nature is such that we don't really learn by being told we learn through having experiences that's what really embeds the learning within us and really helps us to grow so we need certain challenges and certain experiences in order to in order to grow um, and often those experiences are challenging but we don't come down here each incarnation with just these challenges we also come in with incredible talents and gifts and human nature is such that we tend to be very aware, very readily aware of our challenges and our imperfections. We are less ready to see, accept and celebrate our talents and our gifts. And that's something that a soul plan reading will really do. It'll show you, yes, you've had these kind of challenges and this is why and this is what the learning is through these challenges. But you've been given these gifts and talents to help you overcome those challenges in order to reach your goals. And so that's what we do in a soul plan reading. And it invariably really resonates with people. So it's very it, rewarding. Well, I can tell you that with mine because yes. you told me about it when you first did it. How long ago was it? Mm, three, years. three years ago. So you told me about it three years ago and I was it piqued my interest mm. and we were going to chat about mm. it and then we didn't and then we just chatted about other things. Mm. And it wasn't till the beginning of this year mm. and I just got really strongly... The time was right to, for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 that I need to. And then having that... A lot of people, when I was telling people about having it mm -hmm. uh, before I'd had it, they were very much thinking it was like a psychic reading. Right, yeah. You know, that time. Mm -hmm. And and after I'd had it, oh, you know what? But for me, it was exactly the right timing, yeah. as everything always is. But it was so affirming mm -hmm. to me for mm -hmm. what I, my life this time, what I've gone through, mm -hmm. and then you sitting there and telling me with these numbers in this um star star yes yeah. and these numbers and they i can't remember the name of them apologies but they so they'd be like a, a positive aspect and then the underneath oh yes yeah, so aspect. the worldly challenges and the worldly talents that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. and it was just really me mm. 
really affirming, but also mm. I felt like it was a a G on, like you know, like a cheer on. Come yes, on, you've got this. You yes, can do it, so and, and you can move forward. Mm. And this is one of the reasons of the podcast. I know, not that you said do a podcast. No, but I know. It was that step into your comfort zone because actually you were in it I mean I remember your obviously I remember your soul plan very well and I don't actually remember all soul plans very well because I do I do many but I do remember yours particularly well because we've now become friends and it was so interesting but what was so exciting for me as I was preparing it I could completely see you in it completely see you in it and you were at that point, I think it's fair to say, perhaps questioning what you're doing. Is it enough? Should it be more? Blah, blah, blah. And absolutely not. You're absolutely doing what you're meant to be doing, but growing within that. You know, it's just nice to know, am I on the right path? Yes, you absolutely are on the right path. Or perhaps very often I'm saying to people, maybe not. Let's look at this. How does it feel? But you tend to know whether you are or you aren't because you're in flow or you're not. Yeah, I get that. Mm. I, I think I felt from being... A therapist since the 90s mm. working hands-on with people mm. and then being a yoga teacher and then when we came back to the UK all of that seemed to stop because I got frozen shoulders mm. and then my hands I haven't got the same power in my hands so anymore. interesting isn't it and it's quite painful so mm. then the shop came and I love the shop we're five and a half years in and mm. every morning I know it's crazy but I go in and I always say good morning yeah. and when I leave I always say good night Karma I love you oh <laughs> perfect no wonder the energy in that place embraces us all as we walk through the door <laughs> but I I did think am I doing enough mm. am I am I doing what I'm meant to be here for because I wasn't seeing people on that one-to-one. Which you were used to historically. Yes, Yes, in those booked set appointments. Mm. But I know people will come in and they don't know why they've come in, Mm. but they get drawn in Mm. and things come through for them or we chat Mm. and Mm. they leave feeling lighter or better or whatever. So it just reaffirmed for me that, yes, you were in the right place. Yeah, Yeah. you were in the right place. Well, I would just like to take this opportunity to say to your podcast listeners how important karma is to me and to our community. So, you know, it's a very special haven in an otherwise rather typical Yorkshire market town. Um, And what was so lovely when I did your soul plan is everything I felt about karma was just echoing out of out of your out of that page because you think you're just standing in the shop selling beautiful things I know you know you're doing more than that because you have very meaningful conversations with people and you hold people very well you hold space for people very well but uh, what came through when we were speaking to your spirit guides at the end of the soul plan reading was you just are this incredible ball of light within the community so everything you're doing in there permeates out as people leave your shop again so while you might not feel like you're sort of actively doing very much in that shop and you're not moving around as much perhaps as, you, as, your, as your soul might like to, you're doing a huge amount of work. And it's, it's not just that person benefits and they then take the love and the light elsewhere. It's the energy that you're putting out there. That energy permeates far and wide, as you know. And it's the same with all of those people who come in. So you put it into them and they take it off. But all that energy is going out there. It's a loving altruistic giving energy and it just contributes to the the rising vibration of this world so nobody is doing anything too small by just being in their community you know we can just in fact if we just sit on our sofas and meditate love out into the world that in itself is a huge thing to do yeah it is it is so true people Mm. you know like with the dreadful thing that's happening in the ukraine Mm. people you get the amazing people that they're 
they're just out there. They've gone, mm-hmm. haven't they? They've, mm-hmm. they've just mm-hmm. packed up. They've gone. What can I do? How yeah. can I help? The active. And yeah. And you, you, you sit back here and think, oh my God, should I be doing something? But exactly yeah. that. If we just mm-hmm. sit and send out love, send mm-hmm. out healing, mm-hmm. send out encouragement, mm-hmm. you know, with those poor people that are going through. and So powerful. Very much. And I think as well, if you create that in your home, in mm-hmm. your community, mm-hmm. it ripples out. Like what you're saying about karma, mm-hmm. it does ripple out, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It spreads. Yeah. So it, it, somebody, it touches somebody else who yeah. thinks, okay, I'll do that. And then it touches and it just goes on absolutely, and on. Absolutely, absolutely. We have, we've all got, I've, we've been lucky enough through the pandemic actually it's been a real the real silver lining of the pandemic is this emergence of new communities Mm. of like-minded souls who really feel deeply and want to make a difference in the world and we've all kind of gravitated together so we all do you know group meditations and collective intentions for the world and for people in the world and in lots of lovely woo-woo ways we've had lots of validation about the power of those groups so um you know, just, just getting together in your local communities because it, obviously our world is made up of little communities. You know, the more we can do within our own little community will spread out further and further and further. So it's acting locally while thinking globally. Absolutely. This is the way to be, really. As a mm. quick plug, mm. your six o'clock Wednesday evening. Yes, yeah, six o'clock. Yeah, every Wednesday night we do a, a collective intention for the world. So it's raising the vibration of the world working with light workers from this world and beyond. And so we do it via Zoom or at Tanfield House for anybody who's local. If we're meeting at Tanfield House, we meet at six. I switch on Zoom at 6.15 and we have a little chat and we then go into our collective intention at half past and we're usually finished by seven o'clock. But it's just a weekly sort of get together connection of like minds and the energy is so powerful. And we literally meditate together for 10 minutes. It's chatting either side of that. But those 10 minutes are so strong. The visions that people have had, the experiences they've had. And also, it's okay to know that when you're doing something like that, it is an act of service. You know, we don't have to be entirely selfless all the time. Our intention is for the world. But it's great to know, actually, and I really want people to understand this, that when you get involved in an act of service like that, you will have mutual benefits because of the cyclical nature of the universe. It's give and receive and give and receive. So we don't have to worry so much about ourselves and our needs while also wanting to help the world. If you are helping other people and you're giving of yourself, you will receive. That is just how it works. It is, yeah. It's so true. Mm. And I don't make it, but I will sit at 6.30 at Mm. home. Mm. And it is a powerful, Mm. it is just a Mm. powerful time. And I always say to people, there's no obligation. It's drop-in. Sometimes we have four or five people. Sometimes we have 20. Sometimes we have more. It doesn't really matter. It's it's where two or more come together Mm. with an intention for good. And we can then, we sort of tune in with all our other group and we know that they're there and they're egging us on. So it's, it's really powerful. Yeah. That's yeah, some nice experiences. It is powerful and it's important. And I think, like you say, through the pandemic, more and more people, it was a real dark night of the soul for mm-hmm. a lot of people, mm-hmm. wasn't it? A lot mm-hmm. of people questioned themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of people made big changes in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that these little emergencies, I can't speak emergences of groups mm. is what now is starting to grow. Isn't so it? exciting. To grow. So and exciting. It, it gave people that chance, and, and I'm not saying that the pandemic was a good thing, it, it was not. I'm just saying the silver lining. The in silver it, lining yeah. is that it gave people 
breathing space mm-hmm. once the once we sort of well I'm speaking personally that initial two weeks for me was of panic mm-hmm. I went I had started with anxiety mm-hmm. that's why I did the recording of an anxiety meditation mm-hmm. because that's what brought me back mm-hmm. so I thought I can't be the only person mm-hmm. that's feeling well this done, but well it done, was well just done, this yeah. fear is that it? on your YouTube channel mm-hmm. really I must look at that it was just this fear of the unknown mm. it really was wasn't it the, you know and this I don't well, know it, was, it was uncharted territory wasn't it very much you know. so and I don't know about it I'm not a news watcher mm. but at five o'clock every night I was sat religiously yeah for two <laughs> weeks and then I just said to Kev I can't, can't do, this do this anymore can't I can't do, do this no. anymore I've got to step out of it and no. that didn't mean stepping out of the seriousness of what happened that meant for preservation for well, me we need to be as mindful of our mental health as we do our physical health and i know mental health is, is a big thing these days and we are all much more aware of it but the way that we can help ourselves is to be really conscious of what we're putting into our minds in the same way that we're conscious about what we're putting into our bodies mm-hmm. and we have a choice so either we can read the newspapers and listen to the news and live in a place of fear permanently because that let's face it is what comes off that screen yeah, and absolutely. out of those pages or we can choose do we listen to mindful positive podcasts and beautiful music and guess what when you choose the latter your vibration rises absolutely. and suddenly you feel at peace and it doesn't matter what's going on in the chaos of the world around you. If you can reach that place of stillness within you through beautiful music, inspiring podcasts, you're not just benefiting yourself. Again, you're giving out a more positive energy. So if we all allow ourselves to be stuck in that place of fear, what are we producing? Fear. Yeah. And it's a very negative energy. Mm-hmm. And there is light and shade in this world. I'm not saying we deny all the darkness at all. I'm not saying we deny our, even our own dark sides. We all have light and shade within us. There is a perfect balancing system in this world. It requires dark and light. But it's a, it's a question of how we manage ourselves through the darkness in order to find the light again. And you always will, but you have to be quite disciplined about what am I listening to? You know, what am I eating? What am I looking at? It's so true. You know, who am I surrounding myself with? Does this person lift me up or do they bring me down? You know, is this relationship healthy? Or is it not healthy? You know, these are all the things that... And like you say, the pandemic gave us that opportunity just to be still and reflect. And a lot of life reviews were going on. And in fact, funnily enough, um, as I was qualifying as a spiritual life coach, I was thinking, does the world really need any more life coaches? Because (laughs) (laughs) through the pandemic, everybody seems to be qualified as a life coach. But, you know, there's never enough help in the world, you know. There isn't, and you've got to remember, you are the sum of your experiences. Yes, of course. So, so everybody every, brings something to Yes, it. so whatever yeah. anybody has, has gone through, yeah. that is their MO. Of isn't course, it? That of is, course. That is how Absolutely. they will then come across to other people, and your vibe attracts your tribe. They will attract oh, the people it does, doesn't it? Who, who you can relate to, and mm. I think that's the important mm. thing. Mm. That's why I wanted to get you on mm. and other people on to chat because mm. I love hearing about people's stories, mm. how people got to doing what they're doing, and we've all had our trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that everybody knows that just because we're you know we've been on our spiritual path some years now mm. doesn't mean that we're we're near the end and we've nearly uh, finished. No. <laughs> Every day is a school day. I'm planning Every it. day is a school day. And I can tell you the, the technicalities of this podcast. <laughs> You're doing very well. If this, if this goes anywhere beyond this living room, we'll, we'll be very proud, won't we? Well, let's hope it does. 
Well, I think we've got many more podcasts lined mm. up. I think we'll have to book you in again, Madam. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> exciting. Exciting. But thank you so much for joining You're me. You're very welcome, I really Liz. enjoyed our chat today. Oh, it's always great to spend time with you. So that's all from us today. I'll put details of Alana in the show notes below. And until next time, take care and see you soon. Bye. Bye.